0: You're listening to Trots Life with Toby McKinnon.
1: Welcome to Trots Life. It is your Thursday edition. It is moving day and plenty to discuss on a Thursday as our attention uh, generally turns to the weekends racing ahead and what a massive weekend it is. Uh, both at Menangle at Melton Saturday night and then finishing up at Horsham on Sunday. Plenty to discuss, plenty to chat about. Tim O'Connor will join me shortly. We've got Jess Tubbs lined up for a good chat too. I think Tim's going to stay on the line for that. Uh, We're going to continue our chat with Barry Ratray in our Taz Racing segment. So some might have missed it. We played uh, basically the first 40-odd minutes yesterday, and into the last uh, 15 today with Barry Ratray, So it will all get podcasted in one whole piece as well. An amazing career that uh, Barry Ratray has had. McGurran will join me as per usual off the top of uh, 12 o'clock on the back nine. And Jamie Cockshutt as well will have some tips. And, of course, he's a part of that uh, Barry Ratray special we're doing this week. It's going to be a massive show. But before we get into it, it's that time of the week where we get to play our favourite intro. Ladies and gentlemen, our first player to tee off this morning, Tim O'Connor from Ballarat in Australia.
0: It's a crisp hit. Get in the hole! Once again.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Great to be on. It is, Great to be on. Now, where do we start with all this? You You just told me off air you just hung up the phone, basically, to Brad Williamson. Yeah, we might start there. That might be uh,
0: the logical place to start, given I was just speaking to him. So uh, Brad Williamson is flying over Saturday morning to drive Majestic Man in the Australian Trotting Grand Prix. The Group One on Saturday night at Melton Wombat. And uh, then he'll fly back uh, first thing Sunday, I think, for a wedding uh, somewhere over there, uh, Wellington or somewhere. So he's got a busy weekend ahead. but. Uh, just, just thought I'd touch base with him about the plans with Majestic Man, because I, I got a gut feel that this might be his last uh, Australian trip, but he, Brad wasn't sort of ruling out another return trip somewhere down the track. He said if he keeps racing well and uh, he's competitive, which he has been on this trip, that they might bring him back. But um, yeah, he'll race in the Grand Prix on Saturday night, drawn Barrier 7. Brad's resigned to the fact that it's going to be very hard to win from out there. And yeah. he'll go to the Hammerhead race, the sprint race on... Uh, at Manangle on Miracle Mile night then he'll more than likely head home so the horse has been staying at Brent Lilly's property with his father Phil who trains the horse and then uh, yeah, he'll have the run on Saturday night one more the week after and then likely head home and we may not ever see him here in Australia again but if we do it'd be great but that would be my gut feel because I think this trip was a bit of a spur of the moment trip given the number of the other big Kiwis Toby didn't come out so they thought we'll chance our arm and come out here and have a crack and they've won one race so it's been a successful mission I reckon
1: yeah Mick Gurren told us basically as it was all unfolding he had to win uh in New Zealand about middle of January and if he had a won that race they were going to come and if he didn't they weren't and of course he won that race and he came. come so oh hang on oh it's, it's that time is it okay <laughs> All righty, where's the gold update, Tim? No, we've done enough. We don't no. need to no. stand, start trial. He wore Tony Moody's colors the other day. Uh, uh okay. you clearly contacted someone because you wouldn't have come up with Charlie Wooden. Who was the source? Uh, I wonder whether he's listening. I'm happy, I don't usually give out my sources, it's a no no as a journalist, but I will say uh, the initials are DC. Darren Carroll. How are you, Darren? <laughs> uh, Darren, yeah. Darren's still a bit salty because in Monaco I won at Mildura one night and beat their horse. And um, in the when I did the acceptance speech for the trophy, I did thank uh, Brian Gath for a wonderful drive on that occasion. And uh, at about four or five in the morning at some sort of club or somewhere in Mildura, we were still drinking out of the Lodden Valley Stud Cup <laughs> that night. So I uh, don't know where Darren – I did see Darren that night. He was in the corner of that pub, and he was sort of scratching at the ground with his foot. Sulking? Yeah. So uh, anyway, we've become friends since then and uh, always has been made up. Well, that's what you think, anyway. But <laughs> n- nice, to, nice to know that. <laughs> nice to know you're happy, anyway. I believe um, Brian he led on this horse in Monaco, right? And he yelled out at the top of the straight. He yelled back, "You catch him, if you can." So uh, Darren will get that <laughs> joke. You won't, but yeah, that's yeah. all right. Mm-hmm. That was a horse's name, wasn't it? Yeah, that was the horse. That was Darren's uh, family's horse. Yeah, and Bill. Bill is actually Bill is still filthy on it. To be honest, he's still filthy on it. But anyway,
0: (laughs) hang on. Can I press the peacock button? I haven't got access here from where I am. I think it needs to be pressed.
1: Um, for what, mate?
0: Well, just for you. Um, talking about yourself and puffing the chest out and walking around like me when I talk about (laughs) where's (laughs) the gold.
1: that's why I'm in control here. That's why I'm in the control. We've got this one for me. The champ is here.
0: Yeah, the champ is here.
1: Now... I, need to get, I need to get onto someone
0: in SCN headquarters <laughs> there and have them sit beside you. Let's talk, uh, should we talk prize money?
1: Yes, let's talk Queensland prize money. And I, I keep retweeting these things and just put a, a where's the, a, there's another brick in the wall. Uh, David Brick, great man of harness racing, doing some wonderful things up there. I'm sure he's not the only one, of course, but he's just the face of it. He's building the Great Wall, isn't he? Well, I was going to—I uh, was trying to figure out how I'd explain all this to the listeners,
0: but I might just read the first five or six paragraphs of the press release from Racing Queensland this morning, Toby. Um, Uh, The Queensland Constellations is set to shine brightly in 2023 with a raft of prize money increases headlined by the Group 1, The Rising Sun. Staged on Saturday, July 8, The Rising Sun will rise from $300,000 to $350,000 with an additional $100,000 bonus for a three-year-old winner once again on offer. For the first time, Racing Queensland and the Albion Park Harness Racing Club will issue three four-year-old invites in addition to the two three-year-old invites with the winner of The Queensland Sun. That's a race up there, also progressing through to the Rising Sun. Uh, as announced last year, Queensland's Premier Group 1 feature, the Blacks of Fake, will rise to $400,000 in prize money, while at the same time, the Group 1 Gerards Sunshine Sprint will remain a crucial lead-up to the Grand Circuit event, increasing to $200,000. Uh, in addition, the Queensland Derby and Queensland Oaks will also be $150,000 races. The Redcliffe Derby and Redcliffe Oaks will become Group 3 races worth um, $50,000 for both of those. The open-class mayors will also be given the chance to shine with a string of features through the constellations, including the $50,000 Fleur de Lil and the $150,000 Group 1 The Golden Girl. Finally, and there's one more line I'm going to add after this, so it's not quite finally. The Group 3 Four-Year-Old Championship and the Rising Sun (laughs) Constellation will be run for $50,000 apiece. This sounds like a good pokey machine that... uh, well, where's the gold?
1: Uh, And
0: one more... Uh, this is a uh, this is probably one of the more exciting announcements uh, in my opinion. Uh, last month it was announced that the new a new Group 1 trotting feature for 3 and 4 year olds, the Great Square, would form part of this year's carnival and it'll be held at Albion Park on July 8th with support from sponsor Harasta Trotteurs, The race will now be run for $150,000 with a 25k bonus should a 3 year old win the race. How good is that? They are doing wonderful things. You We've, we've rattled off the prize money um, increases there, Toby. You were there last year and experienced the carnival. I'd love to go. How good is it, and how much do our participants love heading up there trying to scoop some of this money?
1: Uh, not about the money, of course, for me, Tim, because I, I, I don't. Not for you, but our
0: participants. Though, you you would have hung around with plenty of them. Not, they love this carnival. You, Matty Cravens, mm. um, Emma Stewart, scooped some last no. year with the Rising Sun.
1: It, it's not about the money, mate. It's just about the week and creating those relationships. There's plenty of events on. Everyone's getting together. You you standing around. You're having a beer with Matty Craven and Jason Grimson and just talking um, tripe, as I'm actually elite at doing, which you're well known, which you would well know. But that's what it's about, mate. I know that the the money is what brings the people up, but it's sunny weather. It's a break. You take your Two or three best horses up there, and it's just a great week. We went to Redcliffe one night. We, you know, we went to just the Albion Park. Oh, no, uh, Albion Park on about the Tuesday night. Redcliffe the Wednesday night. Just a great week. And and the Breakfast Creek Hotel, which is right next to Albion Park, is absolutely might be. It I don't know if there's a better pub in Australia. If there is, I haven't been there. The tomahawk steaks go right too, don't they? Tomahawk steaks, absolutely terrific. Uh, yeah, they're a bit on the pricey side, and, and they're probably not twice as good as some of the other steaks there, but I have had a crack at one. Uh, yeah. When
0: they're paid for, they taste all right, don't they? It doesn't matter what price they are.
1: Yeah, look, everyone pays for something one way or another. You mightn't put your hand in the pocket at the time, but uh, you're paying for it at some stage in your life, aren't you? <laughs>
0: You are. Uh, anyway, Speaking bottom line is, cr- yeah, what, a, what, what a great announcement this morning anyway. Well done to the, uh, the guys up there racing Queensland. Going to be
1: a sensational carnival and hopefully I can sneak up for a couple of days. On the flip side, on the flip side, Zach Chapenden and Amy Cargill have moved from Queensland to Victoria. Yeah, he might go back after hearing all that, all the money <laughs> that's on offer. Uh, yeah, I, wrote
0: a, I had a chat to Zach at Chappenden yesterday on the phone uh, just to get a bit of an idea about his story and what he was doing because I ran into him at the trials at Ballarat on Tuesday. He was having his first... Spin around on some horses uh, since arriving in Victoria. He's in his third week of work with Tonkin Stewart Racing. He's down here with uh, his girlfriend Amy Cargill. So they're both down here working for Clayton Tonkin and Emma Stewart. Lovely young fella. He's a 20 year old. Uh, he's driven 157 winners up in Queensland. Born in Redcliffe. Very well known to people up there. His father Phil Chapenden and mother Melissa Kendall are both trainer drivers. Uh, and he's also a two-time Queensland Young Drivers Championship winner as well, Toby, so he's got a good little record that he's brought down here with him, and he, uh, I was sort of just, I got a few comments for a story, and then I sort of just chatted normally with him afterwards, and I said, Hell, you know, it's just the who's who of harness racing down there at that stable, and he goes, oh mate, you wouldn't believe it, I got to jog Honolulu Bay this morning, you know, just, he's already in awe of, of the racing down here and the horses that he gets to handle. So great to have Zach, uh, in our ranks, Toby, and he'll be picking up a drive or two in the coming weeks, I'd say.
1: Yeah. And a bit of a, many people in Victoria would know Amy's father, Brett, who trained in Victoria for some time. He, uh, was connected with Gavin Lang for a period of time and, uh, he moved up to Queensland and, uh, he had a really bad stroke in the, about early to mid last year and uh, hopefully always going well with Brett. I'll have to get Amy on, I reckon. She'd be a great chat yeah. and talk about and uh, catch up on the progress of her father who was recovering from that stroke last I saw.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah it'd be great to get her on. She She's working there as well doing uh, track work and all the, the stable duties while Zach's,
1: yeah, they're both doing the same. The It's interesting. I don't... What was that? <laughs> she's, she's really passionate, I reckon, about retraining horses as well. So okay. I don't know if she's had anything to do with our hero program, but there, there's certainly be some opportunities for her in rehoming horses as well.
0: Yeah, good stuff. I reckon that's a guest for you next week, <laughs> Toby. Locked in and
1: uh oh, I'm pretty full next week already. To be honest, uh, you will make room. You make room for good guests.
0: It all come about uh, via summit summit bloodstocks. Jamie Dernberger Smith apparently he uh, oh, yeah. suggested yeah, yeah. the idea to Zach and and his girlfriend Amy. And they uh, yeah, well the the number one quote out of the story that I wrote yesterday, you couldn't really say no to an opportunity like this. And I yeah. think he's he's summed it up. Who would knock back a chance to work for the state's premier stable?
1: 100%. Mate, there's one more thing we want to talk about. That's the Vic Bread Super Series. We've got Jess Tubbs the other side, so we might do it with Jess, if that makes sense. Absolutely. But uh, bottom line is
0: what's the bottom line? We're not racing on New Year's Eve anymore. Well, at least the finals oh. of the Vic Bread aren't on New Year's Eve, and they're back in September, I'm told.
1: Yes, and uh, those regular listeners will know I've been belting on about changing this for a long time. And more, and, and the description I've always used is the Breeders' Crown's our final, it's our championship. And Vic Bread is sort of less than that. It'd be like playing Kooyong after the Australian Open. Uh, the Vic mm. Bread should be a lead up to the Breeders' Crown. I've always sort of said that. And the other parties, is just, it's just a bugger of a time for the participants. Like, you know, I've got, I'm, I'm good mates with the Lee family and basically they lost their Christmas because they had to get up and work so many horses on Christmas Day because they were all in Vic Bread finals. So... That side of it I never really loved as well. Let's get a breakaway though, mate, uh, and we'll get back on the other side with Jess Tubbs.